And welcome back. Thank you for listening to 1290 CJBK. My name is Dan Gall. We are running a little behind, and I apologize for that. Uh, left, right, and center is the program, 643-1290 and star 1290 are our numbers. And uh, on left, right, and center, we have Lloyd Walker, who's filling in for Bob Metz today. That's true. Bob, succumb to your top news story, the flu bug. Yeah, well, whatever that conspiracy theory is going out there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We're, I think we're serving up the eggnog. Yeah. I think Ryan, Ryan makes a mean eggnog, don't you, Ryan? <laughs> um, but he has the flu, does he? Yes. He Isn't is. that awful? Yeah. Bob, we wish you well. Sorry that you're not available for today's show. And also, Marion Boyd is with us. And Hi, welcome back. how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Uh, it's left, right, and center. And I guess the idea is we throw out a topic, we talk about it, and uh, discuss it uh, uh, between not only ourselves, but our listeners. Uh, audience participation is very much encouraged and very much part of the show. So our numbers are 643-1290. Also, star 1290 on the Cantel Network. And we were just off air discussing you know, some of the things that have been going on on this show outside of the the flu virus and the flu <laughs> bug that's that's in the air um is my uh ontario book has been getting a lot of um, uh, comments on our free-for-alls in the morning uh basically and how it all that all started because i know it, it almost seems like it's old news but uh, because we read about this book it happened a, a couple of weeks ago that it was that it was a news story you know the government spending two and a half million dollars and sending them all out to the schools to be distributed to the students both high school and and uh, public school students and i just received mine so i i had no idea what it looked like other than the comments that we was hearing but um, we got a call from a gentleman that, that called up on the phone just to say, hey, you know what, I don't understand what the big deal is here. I don't know why kids are, are, are throwing them in the garbage or sending them back to Queen's Park. It's not a bad idea. It's a millennium edition, souvenir edition for students. It's not a bad idea. And I kind of thought, why don't we maybe just bring that up and get your thoughts on it. Uh, Marion, you were in Queen's Park. Well, I was at Queen's Park last week, and there, there are boxes and boxes of these things that have clearly been, been returned. I mean, it is a, it is a, a real uh, uh, groundswell of, of opinion, mostly from high school students, I gather, uh, and mostly uh, really taking offense at, first of all, the political nature of the messages in the book and second uh looking at the, the cost of this when they very often in the new curriculum don't have the textbooks they require uh, often don't have the supplies they require for some of their their classes and are having to pay fees uh to in order to uh, uh actually be able to fulfill their requirements now with that and these are again some of the comments you're talking about the political nature of the book outside of the opening letter, I believe it was from uh, Mike Harris, and I forget the other person that has written it's in the book. Bass. Oh, no, sorry, um, Helen Johns, I guess. Helen Johns, right. Yes. Uh, outside of that, I mean, there really isn't, do you find it any more, you know? I haven't seen it. Okay. I don't have a child in, in, in public or high school, so I haven't actually seen it myself. I suppose I could have picked one up when I was at Queen's <laughs> Park. It was certainly them. all over the place, but uh, I wasn't interested enough, frankly, to do that. Right. Um, actually, I have to, to say, like, you know, when you say just the letter from two politicians mm. is the political content, but I don't think that's the purpose at all. When the government starts issuing something like that, a feel-good piece, it's propaganda, pure and simple. It doesn't matter what the content is. It can be pretty pictures, it can be poetry, it can be whatever you want. The government is simply putting out a feel-good piece saying, uh, oh, don't worry about all the other problems that are going on. Hey, everything's fine and rosy. And I don't think that's a very good message to send, especially at the taxpayer's expense. Well, have, you, have you seen it? I haven't. Okay. I, I've heard some bits and pieces about it. 
Like the government may feel it's a very good expenditure of two and a half million because it's positive press for them in regards to they're, they're trying to sell themselves and, and sell how wonderful everything is to, to students. But uh, quite frankly, I think it's backfiring on them, and I think it was a bad decision right from the get-go. Okay, let me ask you this then. <clears throat> Not, if neither of you have seen this book, uh, and we are getting you know people saying that it is a souvenir for the millennium, for the children. There are empty space, uh, spots where kids can write in their thoughts or what their predictions are, whatever. I mean, and, you know, and they've done that in some of the return books. Believe me. <laughs> And that, but, that's that's wonderful, but, uh, but, but do, do you build a taxpayer two and a half billion dollars? Uh, two and a million dollars. Yep. Sorry, two and a half million dollars to do that? Uh, it's just an, an irresponsible and use of money. Surely you've been getting calls on the other side as well. I mean, have you not had anybody calling saying there was, that they didn't like it? There was a couple, but uh, over, I would have to say, and, and Ryan could probably back me on this as well, there were more people that were saying it's not that bad. I had actually yesterday a call from a lady saying, I am not a Mike Harris supporter at all. I do not believe what he's doing. But at the same time, it's not a bad idea that my kid has a scrapbook that she can remember going into the new millennium with to write her thoughts. And it's not a bad idea. Well, I, you know, I remember when the Queen was uh, coronated. Every child who was in school was given a Bible with, in, in commemoration of the coronation. It was red with gold leaf print on it and there was a picture of her in the front of it and it was a it was a memorial and so on and there was you know that back in 1952 mm -hmm. uh or 53 i guess the coronation was i guess i guess the king died in 52 and the coronation was in 53 uh there were a lot of incensed people uh that that people were giving out bibles to commemorate something so mm -hmm. i mean you know you i think you certainly I, wouldn't do that in today's you certainly society. wouldn't if you handed out bibles yeah. today that's as politically incorrect as you can get yeah so i mean it, it you know in in terms of whether governments have done this before to commemorate certain things certainly if we look back to, to 1967 and our centennial there were all sorts of materials printed at the expense of various governments and and passed out and 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 very similar to that so it's not an uncommon thing to do i think what really gets people on the raw is having this uh come forward first of all with as i say political messages in it not just the the kids work themselves but uh also you know this is the government that has cut so much out of education has made it so difficult uh, for uh, for school boards and and for individual schools to give the kind of uh, of education they 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 should be giving, uh, particularly with the new curriculum where the books have not been provided. Let me ask you this question too, then, because I think this goes hand in glove. Should the teachers, because also on the show we had a supply teacher phone in, and let us know that the kids have been basically instructed to protest against this book. Uh, the supply teacher that was on the air said that she was in the classroom when the teacher said, we do not believe this is a good thing to have. If you do not want it, you can put it back into the book because we will be marching these books right back to Queens Park. Should the teachers be taking a political platform in, that, in the classroom with the taxpayers' money and knowing what their attitude or what their political agenda is, is that is there any room or any business of that happening in the classroom there, as well? There is room for that to happen in the proper classroom. For instance, if you're going into a math class and a teacher says you should throw these books back, that's probably not responsible. If you're going into, a, into something where you're studying politics and law or any of that, then when there can be an open discussion on 
here's what the government's doing with two and a half million dollars. Could that money be put into this, into that? You could have an open discussion on what is the right purpose of government, whether that two and a half million dollars should have remained in the taxpayer's pocket, which is what I believe. Should it be put to other facets of education, which other people would say should be put to medicine? You could have a wonderful discussion on the actually what the government should do with the money. I think that would be quite valid for a teacher to stand up and say, I disagree with this, which carries a lot of weight to, to younger kids mm -hmm. especially. If a teacher does that and then says, if you want to, you can put it in that, that box at the back and I'll send it back to Queen's Park, that's putting a pretty uh, heavy load on kids that may not be prepared to make that decision, and I think that's irresponsible. What do you think, Mary? Yeah, I, I, I think that would be an in, inappropriate use of the uh, kind of authority that a teacher has. And I, I, I know there's always been a lot of, of claim that teachers do things uh, to incite their students and so on, particularly in the, in the very troubled times that we've had in the recent past. Uh, you know, it, it's interesting. All of us talk about how difficult it is to convince young people to do things we want them to do, like quit smoking or not drinking and driving or uh, not hanging around in the mall and, and creating trouble or hassling other people on the street. Isn't it interesting that the same people who want very draconian methods to deal with unruly behavior on the part of students imagine them to be so gullible that they would fall for a, a, a teacher uh, pulling the wool over their eyes and making them take a political action that they didn't want to take? I mean, you, you, I think the thing you have to remember you know, there it's too inconsistent. Is, I, I doubt that, uh, for instance, I doubt that a teacher that. Uh, comes forward and says, I think this book is bad, and you should send it back, that that's an actually completely isolated incident. I think the teacher that would do that, and, and I think we agree, abuse that sort of position of authority, probably throws out little hints, and it's a much more long-term thing than just simply these books. Mm. Uh, but again, that, we're talking about an irresponsible teacher, and no, I don't think most of them are that way. Okay. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center with Lloyd Walker and Marion Boyd. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with uh, Left, Right, and Center right after this on 1290 CJBK. Welcome back to Left, Right, and Center. Here with Dan Gall, along with Lloyd Walker and Marion Boyd. And our numbers are 643-1290, star 1290 on the Cantel Network. Just uh, during break, Ryan came in and had uh, a listener call up wondering, because she has no children that are in schools, how she can get is her book is taxpayers but uh, money how she can get a copy well uh, i'm i'm sure account. i'm sure her mpp probably has a lot of copies apparently people were not just returning them to queen's park but also to their mpp's offices so. is returning them i don't want to you know flog a dead horse here but is returning them the answer to those is returning them to queen's park the answer i mean the, uh, the other point is simply this it's a done deal it's been done you've got the book yeah, but how else do you demonstrate to people that you don't respect the judgment that they've used in terms of using, using the dollars? It's very important to take an action. It's fine to say, I don't think they should have done this, but I'm keeping the book. Then the first thing you're going to say is, oh, hypocrite. Exactly. You have to take action. You've got to say, sending the book back says, I mean it. I mean what I say. And that's what you have to do. I, I, uh, maybe, maybe save yourself some money and send it to your local MPP is a, a simpler answer, but... Uh, but yeah, I, th I think you have to take an it's action. Also, it's also a more direct political action uh, because it is at the local level, and after all, um, the uh, the local MPP 
uh, they're, they, they have the job of representing the views of their constituents, and, and this is a view of constituents, apparently. And, uh, yeah. you know. I, I don't know if they always represent the views, but they certainly should be aware of them. And I think that's one way to make them very aware. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center with Lloyd Walker for Bob Metz and Marion Boyd. I'm Dan Gall. Our numbers are 643-1290, star-1290 on the Cantel Network. Just so that you know as well, this will be the final, will it be? Yeah, the final edition of Left, Right, and Center. Because we're not going to be on, we will be on next week, won't we? Because Monday, <laughs> Tuesday is the stat. Wednesday, Wednesday you, you're going to be around? Yeah. Okay, right. cool. Okay. Because I was just thinking of the stack. Because Monday, Tuesdays, that's when we're off. Wednesday, we're back into action. Okay. So forget it. It's not the last. Next week will Next be the week last, will be the of, last the millennium. of the millennium. Yeah. <laughs> Janet, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Good morning. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Um, I just, people say, well, you should make a comment and, and um, they take a stand. And returning the books was doing that. But that was the school, the teachers, or administrators that made that decision that wasn't the parents it wasn't the taxpayers and it's our money I can't comment on that because um, I certainly, you know, know from listening um, to the the television and so on that that it certainly appeared to be students who were who were doing it and they were talking about their student government and so on. Uh, so I can't comment on whether uh, it really was just teachers or just the administration. I really can't imagine that children in grade three, four, five. No, no, I, we were talking be about able to make that. Decision. We were talking about high school students, not yeah, not the. But others. I mean, there's so many were sent back, and 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 really, it's a a drop in the bucket. And since we are the people that paid for it, we should be the ones that decide whether it goes back or not. Not not the teachers and not the students. They're not paying taxes either. I don't know whether it would have been student uh, um, uh, school councils as well, because now that school councils are are uh, in existence in most uh, uh, elementary schools anyway, uh, I don't know what what position they may have taken on it. Marianne, no idea. No matter who made the decision, we didn't even know about it until they were being sent back. You're quite right that it should have at least come home to the parents. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, well, we've already covered the fact that we think it's irresponsible for teachers, and when you're talking about students in grade three, you're talking about students who would be quite susceptible, I think, to being told that this it's is not bad, good to put tell them you. in this I'm, I'm not in school. In fact, I don't even have school-age children anymore. But if a teacher in my class, when I was going to school, told us that they thought this was good, I'd be doing what that teacher wanted me to do, I can tell you right now, because that teacher has a lot of control over me. May I ask him? Uh, have you talked to uh, two parents, and 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 is this what uh, what they understand to have happened? Well, the ones that I have spoken to, the you know, they're another generation <laughs> down the line, and and none of them knew anything about this book until they heard on the news that it had been sent back. I haven't met anyone yet that knew about it beforehand, and, and I've discussed it with a lot of people. Well, I'm interested that Dan says his uh, daughter. My just, daughter just brought it home. Just brought it home. Uh, now. And, I've, and I've asked her for it too. I've been asking for a couple of weeks now. Yeah, but uh, had she had it before? No, nope, she, just, she just got it. So there's so so it may well be that 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 they haven't been delivered to all the schools yet. I mean, I I don't know the answer to that. I was surprised that Dan was saying that his daughter just brought it home yesterday. Well, I when think there's an awful lot of confusion in the whole issue. Mm -hmm. People, nobody. Right. I think it should have been announced that they were coming. Then maybe the people could have said, yes, we want it. 
I, and that would have taken the power away from the teachers of the school, whoever. We don't really know who made these decisions. Janet, I think you make a, I think you make a good point because uh, it is suspect because of the animosity between the, the teachers' union and the government. You're right. And That's all it is is, oh, I'm going to get back at you. And all of a sudden it hits the press that these books are going back. Well, who's sending them back? That's right. It wasn't the children. It wasn't the parents. It point. wasn't the taxpayer who's paying for it. And I would really love to have one. Well, there's yeah, a lot of <laughs> Well, yes, I realize that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I, you mentioned the coronation earlier, Marion. Mm -hmm. I was in England. I was raised in England, and I was there. And we all got little souvenirs. Yes. Do you know, to me, that is something really special that I cherish to this day. I, I sure have mine to this but, day. But you, know, you know something I've got and to say? And it was 52, Marion. It was yes. it 52. I, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yes. The, the change but, in but date to from me, that's what this is all about. It's not a teaching tool. It's a souvenir being provided to the children of a, something that they will never experience twice. Janet, good point. We thank you for your call. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that comes to mind is what is the significance of going from 1999 to 2000? And I'm not going to get into the, is this the millennium yep. or cent, that doesn't matter. Uh, one year is changing to another. Happy New Year. Yeah, I, I can't get that excited about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's a two in front of things rather than a one. Uh, you can take some time, you can look back, but this isn't an event in the history of a country such as a coronation or such as even 1967, you know, well, Canada's centennial. It's not an well, event like that. The, the government issued a coin, did they not? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and... But issuing a coin is, is a little different. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, think of the, the quarters that have been issued for the millennium. I mean, uh, I yeah. certainly purchased a, a couple of sets to give as, as gifts um, because people do like to have that kind of a souvenir. But I purchased them. Exactly. And, and this is funny, Mary, and this is where we're getting into, I have no problem if a person wants to buy that book, I think that's wonderful. They can buy a book. But as far as being told by the government, oh, by the way, you're paying for this. But an interesting question came up with Janet's call, and that was, she said, there should have been some warning. I'm just wondering what people would have said if the government said, yeah, the, uh, the year change is coming up. We're not going to do anything about it. Well, and I, see, I wonder if they'd have been condemned for not doing something as well. Mm -hmm. And they might have been, Lloyd, but the other part of this is that apparently some schools, some school boards, uh, knew that this was coming and, and it was a project to get kids to submit things. Other school boards apparently knew nothing about it. That's right. And, uh, and that's another issue. Um, if, if this had been clearly an open contest for all school kids to say what they thought about the millennium or to have a souvenir thing, and it was that kind of a thing, that would be one thing. I mean, there, there's a bit of, there's not, a bit of stuff going on not, both ways. Not unlike Elections Canada and UNICEF's involvement yeah. in, the, in the children's rights vote. I mean, yeah. nobody knew what exactly. was going on there. Yeah, Let's take another call. Dan, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hello, Dan. We've lost Dan. And we go to Pat. Pat, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good morning. Just to rebut your last caller, yeah. I'm a parent. I've got two kids in elementary, one in high school. The kid in high school does not like this, and I don't care whether he pays taxes or not. He's the kid who's bearing the brunt of this government's incessant lying about not touching education. Then they go and blow this money on stupidity. And I as a taxpayer who do pay taxes, made the decision for my two younger ones. Uh, this is just complete garbage. And I have returned them to my MPs, MPP, MPP's office 
and let them know that this will not do. But do you agree, Pat, with the, the caller's uh, comment with regards you made that decision as opposed to your elementary or high school students, your children? Uh, my high school students, my child yep. in high school made his own decision, and I've got no problem with that. They're the ones who are getting told, oh, sorry, we don't have money for books. Mm -hmm. You should see the books this kid's bringing home. Yet they go and blow it on this stupid piece of glossy thing that is nothing but political garbage. There's a letter from the Premier at the beginning of it. With a big smiling picture. With a, yeah, with a big smiling picture. Tell me this is not it's political. It's not that big. It's that big. <laughs> it's a postage stamp picture. But it's just, I know what you're saying. It, well, any, any government-issued document just about has uh, somebody's smiling face on it. When it comes from, <laughs> you know, I mean... I mean, uh, but, but the hypocrisy of it, yeah. just the total hypocrisy of this, and to spend that much money, this is not a small little drop in the bucket. I don't, you know, $1.2 million is a lot of money. 2.1. 2. 2. 2. 2.5. Oh, I got 2.5 million. You know, and I, you know, I, my kids go to a school where we have to fundraise to get them computers. That's right. Now, we had another call, Pat, on the week, by the way, that said, listen, this probably would have been a beautiful move had they issued the books and said schools sell them as fundraisers That's you know what fine. i mean absolutely if, if you sell that it, was a great take even even for even for a dollar or a couple of dollars so that so that you know it it, it goes right back goes to right the school back into the school you know, and the other thing is to pay for the cost of publishing it sure. maybe you know but to spend the money outright and then and then go to schools and say oh i'm sorry we can't pay for your janitor we can't pay for this Sure, we're not. Sure, they're not taking money out of the classroom. They're taking out of everywhere else. So if the kids get screwed, no matter what. I'm just tired of this hypocrisy. <laughs> Pat, thank you for your take this morning. Thank you. We appreciate it. Bye bye. Six four three twelve ninety. Star twelve ninety on the Cantel Network. You're with uh, Lloyd Walker and Marion Boyd. It's left, right, and center on twelve ninety CJBK. Let's take Cindy. Cindy, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi. Hi. Um, I just wanted to let you know what happened at my daughter's school. Sure. Uh, when the books were handed out, the teacher said, told the whole class how it was a waste, and then later in the day there was an announcement to the whole school that there was a box in the office for those who would like to send them back. So I just wanted to let you know that that's what happened at my daughter's high school here in London. I think that's important to note, Cindy. I thank you for the call. That's important that this is the message that the kids are getting. Yeah, and that's pretty irresponsible, I think, on the school's part. I mean, so I, some, I mean, as much as as much as we look at the government doing a political rally or a political propaganda, it's not the union is doing the teachers' union is doing the same thing. If that's what they're doing, yeah, I, I think using children as a a propaganda pawn and testing both sides of it, it's it's irresponsible on both sides. Cindy, what did your children do? Uh, my daughter just told the class. She says, "I like it, and I'm going to keep it as a keepsake." That's what she did, and then she. Just so came she home didn't feel that. she didn't feel pressured. She she if she'd wanted to to hand it in, she could have, but she didn't. She's a very strong personality, and I don't think they could have. Uh, but I just didn't like the idea that the teachers would be influencing them one way or the other in this. That just hand them out and don't say anything. You know, I, I could even accept a teacher saying you have a choice as to whether you want to keep this or not. Or you want to accept this I, or not. It's a gift. I, I, I could live <laughs> with that, but as far as making an announcement saying there's a box at this school office or whatever, that's that's terrible. Thanks, Cindy. On, on the Sorry. other hand, there is one other thing, Lloyd, and and that would be, and the argument, I'm, I'm just playing the devil's advocate here because mm -hmm. I don't know that this is, this is an argument, but um, I, I sure wouldn't want to see uh, students uh, ripping them up and throwing them away out on the street or anything. 
it, it's probably better to have a, a box if people are planning to return them. Some, yeah, some, I'd say responsible disposal of them if you want to get rid of them. Called, yeah. Somebody called and said they were throwing them in the school fountain. I mean, well, yeah. and that's not acceptable. No. So, I mean, yeah. if, if that was happening, it would be appropriate for an announcement to say, look, if you're, if you're not going to take this thing, put it in a box. If, if, if we'll that was the context. It. If that, that was, was the context. context and yeah, then yeah. maybe that is a... a I, and I don't know that it was. I'm, yeah. I'm just... Yeah. Got to take a break. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center with Lloyd Walker and Marion Boyd. Our number is 643-1290, star-1290 on the Cantel Network. Wayne has a call. We'll be getting to that right after this on 1290 CJB. And welcome back. You're listening to Left, Right, and Center with Lloyd Walker filling in for the ailing Bob Metz. Hope you're feeling better, Bob. And also Marion Boyd is with us this morning. Our numbers are 643-1290, star-1290 on the Cantel Network. In case you just joined us, we are talking about the My Ontario book distributed to students in Ontario, both high school and elementary students, and whether indeed these teachers suggesting that the book should be sent if they even had a say or should have a say in that. And we're just asking your comments on, on it as well. Uh, we go to Wayne. Wayne, thanks for holding. You're on the air. Yes, uh... You've been alluding to what the appropriateness of teachers voicing their political yes. agenda. Yep. I've got a daughter that's in grade 11 in a local high school, and in every single one of her classes, there's a poster denouncing the Harris government. Now, I mean, everybody has their political views, but my concern is why should teachers have the opportunity to voice their political views on students? Your comments, guys? Girls? I'd love to see the poster and read, read its content. I mean, I, I can tell you I haven't seen those posters, but I, I can remember going to a school and seeing a very nice plaque in the hallway. And what that plaque did, it, it espoused the value of a public education. Now, I'm a person that believes in a voucher system and allowing things to be opened up so that people can go public, private, whatever. Uh, everything that they said about a public education was simply the virtue of an education. And so, you know, you see things like that. There, there are many things that are in our schools that are, are somewhat insidious in, in the way that they introduce a certain philosophy into uh, children's minds. And this may just be another instance of it, but I haven't seen those posts. I mean, for, for them to post something that is anti-Harris, anti-conservative, is there any place in the schoolroom for something like that? Well, I'd have to see it. I uh, Even during the height of the, uh, of the disagreement and the uh, uh, job action that was taken uh, a couple of years ago, I, I don't remember seeing that sort of thing posted within the school, perhaps in the staff room. Well, I had I, my, I was questioning my daughter of, uh, you know, what it looked like, and she actually sketched it out at uh, the last one she brought home. It was a, a picture of a full apple and then a sketch of an apple that had been bitten, you know, obviously eaten. Oh, it's, it's, it's the, it's the um, yeah, the Ontario Teachers Federation. Um, oh, they have it on this, a t-shirt and everything, too. Yeah, yeah, taking bites out of your education yeah. in that. Yeah. Now, I'm not sure, but isn't there some kind of rule with the school boards about when teachers could post um, politically correct I would think so, but they, they, the school board may have agreed with uh, this particular position. But whether the school board agrees with that position or not, it's wrong to put that up. It's fine to have a debate about education, it's funding and all that, but it's wrong for them to put up uh, a simply one-sided factor. It, it, it doesn't make sense to me that they would do that because the fact is it comes out like this and the people that look foolish are the teachers. The people that put those sort of things up are the ones that look like the fools in the issue rather than the government. What worries me though in, 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 on a message like that is that it's influencing the minds of the youth. Yes. 
Yeah, that's quite true. I, like I say, I think there's a, a great many things in our education system. Actually, Dan, I heard you refer to once, uh, you were talking about another issue, and you said how, how is it the government using education as the back door to our children? And I'm going, education is the front door. Mm. That's why we have a public education system. The entire curriculum well, is mandated. Well, I think, I think I, though, that, you know, uh, with our different political positions, we would point to different things as being political propaganda if we didn't agree with them. For example, I don't agree with a lot of the teaching around economics, which is very clearly focused on laissez-faire uh, economics, uh, very, uh, very much uh, uh, looking at, at that kind of thing. the economics are indefensible, but... <laughs> well, you see what I mean? Uh, so, uh, you know, basically, uh, I think uh, education is talking about ideas, and obviously the the position of the people teaching uh, is, uh, and I think any of us who have taught know that that when we have a position, we choose different materials than we would if we didn't have a position. Uh, that just happens. So, you know, I, I'm 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 kind of um, you know saying that any form of education, uh, if if there isn't a consistent effort to to um, present both sides of, of a question mm -hmm. uh, can be termed propaganda by yes. the side whose, who, who's, who's, whose opinion is not one. Oh, you're absolutely correct, because I wouldn't support, I don't support the idea of teaching people only free market economics. I think it's very valuable to show them the other side. Uh, if, it, if it isn't for knowing the other side, I wouldn't be taking the point of view that I do. You know. Wayne, while I still have you, and we're going to move to another caller, but a, a quick question for you. When you heard about this, when your daughter was telling you about this, what was going through your mind? What did you? How do you feel about it? I guess. Well, I was I was a little upset that uh, somebody would put on their political views, in my way of thinking, they should be neutral. And um, did you challenge that at all in that school? In your school? Well, I was trying to think of who I should call. I asked her, "Is it just in one class?" And she said, "No, it's as far as she could remember, it's in every class. The uh, they're not yeah, large posters." Um, you know, the size of your hand, maybe five or six inches, or up to eight and a half by 11. And they're posted on a bulletin board within the classroom. And I think it, well, I, th I think a call to the principal yeah, I think a, a call, call to the, to the Board yeah. of Education would be... I think you got a great point, Wayne. I mean, and thanks for bringing that one up to us and, and to our attention, because that's important to know. What, we don't get to visit our classrooms, and I think that's an important to note that parents are knowing that, you know, in a way, whether directly or indirectly, the students are being influenced by the teachers and, and let's make no bones about it it's the teachers union well i'm and, and and i'm not sure again who who actually put this out because if it is uh, there's there's an organization that is a, a, a friends of public education that isn't the right word i'm thinking of the of, of of the cbc but and and if it is that group and if our school board and the the you know the various constituent parts of it belong to that association it may well be mm, okay that this has 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 some um, standing in the schools. I can't mm. tell you that. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your call, Wayne. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Bye we go to Jed now. Jed, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Hi. Good morning. How's everyone there? Good. Good. Thank Great. you. Good. Um, I guess I have a, a couple of thoughts and and on this issue. And one of them, I guess, would be initially, um, like certainly teachers shouldn't be trying to sway the students one way or the other. Uh, if they're, they're waging a political war against the government, then they're entitled to do that, but they shouldn't, again, use, use the classroom, I wouldn't think. Um, likewise, uh, you know, the government, we always know they throw money down the drain all the time. Um, and, and I don't think, uh, you know, I have or, or want to get into that type of thing, but I guess my biggest problem with, 
with these books is the fact that they weren't done regionally. And okay. I'm a little more interested in, in knowing, I guess, or seeing something if it's going to be a keepsake or a keepsake or, or whatever the case might be down the road at looking what people of our area thought about it. Mm. Um, and, and there was very, very little. I mean, for Thames Valley, uh, you know, where my, my kids go to school, Thames Valley School Board, which is a very large school board in Ontario. Third largest. Um, the amount of content in the book from that board is negligible. Mm. Very, very small percentage. Um, and, and so I was disappointed that way. I mean, I, obviously, as I said, the government, they waste money. And for them to take $2.5 million and when they can't pay EAs and other things, that's another issue. But I guess from my standpoint, as far as it being my Ontario, my Millennium book, that's my biggest problem. Is I don't I look at that and I think, well, it's not really my children's. It's it's a lot of other people's and their ideas. And and I, I wish they'd have just sort of said to the schools, look at make your own. Here's some some funds to allocate, and then uh, each school or each classroom do their own as a special project or whatever the case might be, and then give it to them. And I think to the kids it would mean a lot more as well. Um, and, and maybe it would hold, uh, would have been a little better project uh, in that sense. Mm -hmm. But that's just my opinion. Thank you, Jed, for your call. We yep. appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah, I think Jed is, is heading down a track where that's going to be far more expensive than the $2.5 Sure. I mean, we've, we've covered the fact that, uh, okay, yeah, it would be nice if it had more regional input. Well, he's saying that in the London area. I'm sure there are people in other areas that are saying the same, same kind of thing. So I, that... The other thing we, we touched on during a commercial break was the fact that the educational level of the writing and the fact that some of the high school kids, it's not written up to their level because it also has to be suitable for kids sure. in the lower grades. And quite frankly, if, I mean, if you want to divide it, then you'd have to have different versions for different grade levels. And you would have been talking about a monster project that would have cost far more than two and a half million and still would have been inappropriate. Mm -hmm. Marian, you take Well, I, yeah, I certainly agree with that. I, I think that's one of the reasons that high school students are as uh, uh, cheesed off about this as they are, is that they take a look at this and, and it just uh, doesn't speak to them. It has nothing to do with their particular concerns. So... It's a bit of a Let's problem. take another call. Uh, we're going to go to John. John has a comment this morning. John, go ahead. Hi, how are you this morning? Very well. Merry, Merry Christmas to everyone, and I hope Jim's listening this morning. We miss him greatly, but I uh, wanted to make a comment on the book here this morning. Uh, I think it's important for us to grasp the idea that uh, uh, the one gentleman there said it's just a year to another year. That's easy to say right now, though. Me, as a person who appreciates history, I would love to have something from the turn of 1899 to 1900. It'd be very interesting to me, maybe not to him. Um, well, and I the love other Canadian issue, too, is that we're I talking $2.5 million. Dollars. It's about $0.21 cents a person. Maybe we could take a collection for every $210 donated yeah. that would cover a 1000 bucks. And, and, you know, there are many ways in which this could have been done that it wouldn't have raised the ire in the way that it has. You know, I, you know, uh, the, the criticism that uh, I, I consider the change from 1999 to 2000 insignificant, that's true. It's the change of another year to me. The fact that historical events have happened 1959 to 1960 is, is also of interest to me. I mean, I'm, I'm a great student of Canadian history. One of the things that I hope I get for Christmas is one of the books about uh, this century in Canada's history. I mean, I'm looking forward to things like that, but my point is that it's, it's not right for the government to be going out and doing this, especially with a political and a propaganda-type nature. The other thing is, addressing the point of 21 cents a person, uh, we have been nickel and dime to death. Every government program has been sold to us on the basis of so many cups of coffee. Uh, quite hmm. frankly, you know, it's amazing Tim Hortons is still in business. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, I mean, one of the things, though, that, uh, you know, uh, I, I think we'll, we'll see is that the, the Millennium edition of the London Free Press, for example, mm -hmm. I expect there will be a lot of people who will save that, just as there have been a lot of people who have saved the, uh, the special editions that they've done for every 10 years, every decade of the, of the century over the last year. Um, because it is interesting to us to see how our history has evolved and, and that sort of thing. So I think, I think people are looking for keepsakes. Mm -hmm. I think, uh, so, so I, I, you know, I, I don't think that's as much of an issue as the way in which this all has been done. See, I think the other thing is, is this a history or is it a keepsake? Well, it my, certainly my, isn't the history. No, no, history. no. so it, it's just, it's it's just a, piece, it's a piece of fluff. And, and that's, that's probably what, what I, <laughs> I have the problem with. I mean, if it was historical, great. I mean, I, like yeah. I say, Canadian history is fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> Lloyd Walker and Marion Boyd are with us. It's left, right, and center. We'll be back right after this on 1290 CJBK. Welcome back. Lloyd Walker and Marion Boyd are our guests on left, right, and center. And we have just a few minutes left in the program. We're trying to get, get in as many calls as we can. Let's go to Howard. Welcome, Howard. You're on the air. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Um, I, I haven't seen the book, but uh, it sounds to me that uh, what I've heard on the, your program there, that it's sort of a Mike Harris book. Uh, if he had put uh, the pictures of uh, the other leaders in there and their uh, commentaries, you know, and, and avoiding political uh, sides. But I'll guarantee if he did that, it would have only been liberal, NDP, and conservative. There are ten parties. Well, they're, uh, they're registered parties. Yes. And that's the difference between registered parties and elected that's government. True. Elected legislators. Quite true. Yeah, well, I think they're the three parties that are in there now have the job of running the government. Actually, the opposition have a job to do, and uh, they're the three parties in there that are trying to run the government, and uh, I think they should have been uh, this picture displayed and any messages they wanted to put in there. There is, a, there is a tradition of doing that when it's something that is of interest to all people and isn't a particular political point of view. So, so that's, you're yeah, right. that's just what I was saying. Did the coronation did that, yes. Yeah, that's what I think, and it wouldn't have had the criticism that it has had. Yeah, on the other hand, I don't think, when you look at the provincial debt and the uh, other needs that are going unfulfilled, I don't think that had should have been that high a priority. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for your call, Howard. Uh, any comments to Howard's? No, I just no, I would agree with him. We yep. <laughs> Good. Let's go to Peter. Peter, welcome to the show. You're on the air. Yes. I think we should be ashamed of ourselves wasting that much air time and that much effort talking over two and a half million dollars that people think that it's a Harris campaign uh, or propaganda. Uh, I mean, uh, two and a half million dollars for the budget of Ontario and uh, representing 10 some million people is, uh, somebody said, 21 cents, I figure a quarter per person. Like 25 cents per person of taxpayers' money to what the Minister of Education thought it's a good idea or the current government of Ontario thought it was a good idea to give to the school kids as a memorandum for the thousand years, the millennium, the Y2K, whatever you want to call it. I think we should be ashamed of ourselves taking the airwaves every day and the newspapers and have the teachers organized to send the books back. Okay, Peter, go ahead. Yeah. Closing yeah. comments. It's not the 21 cents per person that's the issue here. It is a small amount in the greater 
budget of Ontario. But what's, what's involved here is the principle, and it's the principle that the government is using money in an irresponsible manner. That's not what they should be doing. They shouldn't be using it to, to speak with Miriam. And I, I agree with that. I think this was a mistake, and I think it will come to roost. Lloyd Walker and Marion Boyd, have yourself happy holidays. Happy Merry holidays Christmas, Dan. We'll see you next Wednesday, for sure, for the last show of the millennium. <laughs> I'm Dan Gull. Ask the experts coming up at 1230. It's the Chum Satellite News at 12 noon, coming up now.